Listener Production. Welcome to the Motorsport Brief. It's Wednesday the 8th of November 2023 after the race that stops the nation was run yesterday. We are putting the emphasis in our world back on the kind of horsepower you know and love and a return to Mount Panorama Bathurst this weekend for an international event that looks set to be a fierce and intense battle between those on the world tour and some very impressive Aussies. Hi everybody, Rusty here with you for another edition of the Garage Shortcast, the Motorsport Brief. In recent days, we released Jason and Ben Barguana in a fantastic roundtable feature chat recorded in a motorhome with the 2000 Bathurst winner and his son, who upstaged the internationals to take pole position at Race Sydney during the first stop on the Aussie leg of the TCR World Tour. It was a very impressive performance, unfortunately. Turbo trouble and some other heartbreak meant it wasn't a great race weekend for Ben. Fun chat, that one, though, and we have had some nice feedback on it. Thank you. We have a couple of gun bike riders coming up in our regular fortnightly feature episode offering. Keep an eye out for notifications on Gary McCoy, which many of you have been asking for and Marty Craggle. Two separate long-form convos. Marty's crash at Phillip Island still makes me wince and he opens up on it in detail and how mentally tough it was to come back. Today I'm joined by one of the star-studded cast that have come to Australia for the TCR World Tour. He's a race winner in the British Touring Car Championship. He's tackled the Bathurst 12 hour before and he can't wait to get back to the mountain this weekend. He's a former world champion in touring car racing and now finds himself right in the game for top honours in the 2023 TCR World Tour. We spoke to Rob Huff before setting off on a road trip, a bit of a Griswold tour to Mount Panorama. Rob, welcome. Morning, mate. How are we? I'm very good. Hey, can we start with a debrief on Sydney Motorsport Park? How satisfying was that win for you? Yeah, pretty pretty epic weekend. Lots of points, obviously, which was the the you know the main goal. Um, you know, we we started off. I mean, you guys are quick. I think uh, as a national championship, you guys are definitely the quickest guys we've come across this year. I think track knowledge played a huge part in 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 the proceedings of the weekend. I was very lucky that I managed to get out in a in a Ute before the weekend and uh, and had some some laps uh, with the championship winner from this year, Borgi. So that was that was brilliant. He he definitely helped us out a lot. Um, and yeah, I mean, the team just uh, we just kept working away over the weekend, just chipping away, chipping away we had some problems early on in the weekend with some dampers um, effectively some failures uh, causing us some issues so we lost some lost some track time from that but uh, but yeah ultimately guys did an absolutely brilliant job gave us a car that we could really work with and uh, yeah obviously race three it all came together but uh, to walk away with a, a p4 a p2 and, and a win over the weekend I think we got the the biggest points haul in in the world tour and um, and put us back up to second in the championship only one point away mega we'll get to that in a, in a second you also were kind of determined in that final one not to let will Brown win it. <laughs> what kind of little things did you observe about him, um, both in and out of the car for that matter, and perhaps even what Melbourne Performance Centre were doing with their Audi? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, you know, we're all in the Audi family team together. We're not fighting against each other. Um, so, you know, ultimately, we agreed early on that we'd all help each other out uh, with data and all the rest of it. Um, I think setup-wise, their car is hugely different to, to how we run ours. We very much have our our base setup that we we 
always work from uh, and and it is quite drastically different to, to what they have we never went near what they had we just worked on our on, on what we had and um, I think most importantly the biggest uh, deficit over the weekend was ter- turn one I think that was pretty clear you know even on the TVs as well um, and you know just you know the first race just about scoring points and, and Will just obviously disappeared uh, race two with a reverse good race he, he he got past a few people quite early uh, there was a bit of you know carnage at turn turn two and turn three so uh, he snuck through and, and was behind me and, and I just got on the radio and said that there's no point in, in, in holding him up let's, let's let him go but yeah race three was that was not going to happen race three you know we, we really got everything together the car felt great um and so just fully sent it effectively uh, first couple of laps i was a little bit tentative through turn one um obviously you know it was, was great to have fred up there with me as well that gave us confidence and and obviously you know knowing will was there as well it's not like we're fighting against the i knew he wasn't going to do anything stupid uh he very much understood our position from the weekend uh you know we'd made mates over the weekend we, we we've been chatting and, and working well together so uh and i think he probably knew that race three if 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 I felt my car was was on the pace, then uh, then he, then he'd be struggling in that one. But yeah, just just got a really good start. Obviously, he, he got a jump start anyway, um, and then just got my head down. I knew if I could keep him behind me for the first three laps, then we we we'd be in with a shot. So just zero mistakes, uh, and uh, yeah, brought it home. Cool. As you say, one point now off Norbert Mikulis. You know Bathurst, right? So that must give you a little bit of extra confidence for the weekend. How much does that time? in the 12 hour help you going into this one yeah i think hugely ultimately uh, you know it was a long time ago but confidence wise mental confidence wise it uh, it definitely plays a big part that that i know the track probably as well as anyone probably fred knows the track the best from from our side let's say because uh, he's done what three 12 hours and he did the 12 hour this year as well so it's been a long while since i was there but i know the track um and having been in the car a lot recently as well definitely helps you know we did a test at Hockenheim a few weeks ago um, and then obviously being you know doing three rounds this week last weekend just gone definitely gives you confidence in you know the feeling of the car and, and, and where everything's at so yeah for me uh, definitely confident going in this weekend we just got to stay out of trouble you know ultimately we you know the first two races last weekend we just stayed out of trouble we picked our way through we took our moments and our opportunities and, and, and race three was the prime opportunity and we just got to do the same again this weekend just stay out of trouble I've got a great teammate in Fred Vervish who's who's really backing me up a lot you know he's, he's playing a huge part you know he qualified 19th and I think within three laps he was he was behind me in P, P5 or 6 in, in, in race 1 and, and you know seeing that blue Audi behind you as well that gives you great confidence and you know race 3 he could have very easily you know he, he had a hell of a start in race 3 he timed the lights perfectly you know, he could have very easily stuck it up the inside, but he he, he, he did the teammate thing, backed out of it and just protected me, which was brilliant. Um, so, yeah, you know, just all of those little things together just give you huge confidence going forward. I mean, ultimately, racing is racing. You, you know, uh, excuse my French, shit happens. Um, and you just have to deal with it, you know, but ultimately we stayed out of all that trouble. And uh, that's been our game plan all year. You know, we, I think, ultimately know that our... Our car isn't quite in qualifying a match for the Hyundai and the Lincoln Co. When the weights are, are where they are, but we know we've got a hell of a race car, and, and we've we've raced it hard this year, and, and and that's where we've gained you know gained everything this year. So that leads us to what the car should be like at Bathurst. Some of the crew are sitting with us here as we record. Will it be the right knife? 
for the fight at Mount Panorama? I mean, you come off the back of, of Audi winning all the races at Sydney Motorsport Park. Do you feel like it'll be good up there? Yeah, and I think that was probably a bit of a surprise for us. And I think if we hadn't have had the mixed qualifying, we probably would have seen quite a different weekend in Sydney. You know, the links were absolutely flying. They were one, two, three, four in the practice sessions. Um, but obviously the heavens opened in the, in the first lap of qualifying. The guys that stayed out, I mean, I was amazed because we were effectively last in the pit lane so we could see what everyone else was doing. And coming around that first lap, our plan was to come in and do a front-to-rear swap. But obviously, after around the lap, the heavens opened and I saw almost everyone dive for the pit lane and I was like, no, we've got to go. So we, we, we went, we did the lap. That put us, I think, uh, in the NP5 or P6 in Q1. Um, but I think only one link made it through. Um, so, yeah, I, you know... Ultimately, you can have the fastest car. You can you can race it as well as you want. But when the heavens open, and we saw in race one, you know, the heavens opened at, at, at turn two. We came through after the safety car. So weather plays a huge part in it. So I think we're all probably hoping for a bit of consistent weather this weekend. Um, and that would allow us to effectively, you know, uh, initiate our game plans. But uh, I definitely think Bathurst is one that should suit our car very much. You know, those hugely long straights. Um, again, I think we saw in race three, our car is... Uh, Will's car seems to carry a lot of speed in. Our car seems to carry a lot of speed out. So we very much work on those, you know, those factors. Um, and Bathurst, for sure, you want to be quick down those straights, and that's about carrying the speed. A quick break now on the Motorsport Brief. More from Rob Huff in just a few moments. This is the Rusty's Garage shortcast. After a fantastic weekend of racing at Sydney Motorsport Park, we are about to hit the road to Bathurst with today's guest. Now, before we set off, we chatted to Rob Huff about winning down under and the title fight that he is now right in the thick of. Let's continue the convo. Bit of chat about driving standards. Jan Alashay wasn't all that happy with some of the Aussies. Will Brown, I think, has had a really well-rounded take on, on social media. He said stuff like, disrespectful, but completely awesome at the same time. Um, what's your view? Does it need to be addressed at an official level or in, in your mind? Because I sense you're like racist racer. Is it just like, just get on with it? I mean, the only thing for me is that, you know, people are sensible in this. You know, we've got extra cars coming to the last races uh, for manufacturers. And, and that's that's the only thing that really you know winds me up a bit is, is we don't need other people to get involved. I think that's unfair. Let you know us guys we've been battling this out all year. Just let the same guys battle it out and finish it off. Um, you know, I think you know when you're you're young and perhaps a little bit frustrated, it's it's easy to blame this, that, and the other. You know, you have to accept this year in our championship, we've had 20 years of let's say, you know, roughly going to the same tracks, having the same stewards, having the same marshals, all the rest of it. Um, you know, this year we're coming to join your national championships all around the world. Um, you have to expect different decisions on different problems that happen on track. So consistency is always going to be inconsistent because ultimately you will see an incident differently to how I will see an incident. And, you know, and although the rule book, let's say, is is the same, it's not the same because you guys have different rules over here. You know, the weaving behind the safety car, uh, the five-second jump starts, we'd get drive-through penalties for that. Mm-hmm. The weaving behind the safety car, we're good with that. <laughs> you know, so, you know, you, you have to accept that there are these little things. Ultimately, at the weekend, Jan, he weaved behind the safety car, so did Mikkel. They both got five-second penalties for that. Um, you know, and these are the these are just the little things you just have to be a bit, you know, a bit tricky as a driver to to, to be switched on oh. to. Um, 
I mean, yeah, ultimately, there was a lot of carnage at the weekend. But I think that's probably also because your guys stepped the level up massively. And you, your national guys are the fastest guys we've come across this year. So they were in the mix. You know, in, in South America, we were the, everywhere we've been, we've been the, the you know, the, basically the top nine on the grid. Oh, yeah. This weekend, that was completely turned upside down. And of course, no one, you know, we as drivers, we only like to see people we recognize. You know, <laughs> who's this guy in the green Audi? <laughs> <laughs> who's coming, you know, you know, and coming hard as well. So, you know, that will upset, you know, the the, the princesses as well. Okay, that's a huge endorsement for our series, mate. Thank you. It sort of leads me here to to Will Brown, right? So domestically here, he's off to a plum drive with Triple Eight next year in in supercars. You've observed him and and what he's like to race against. You've talked about that already. Um, if he could find the time within, and, and if Triple Eight allowed him to do it, should he come and do a few more of these these world events based on the Will Brown you've seen so far? Yeah, I, mean, I have to say I don't really like Will that much. You know, <laughs> he's, 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 he's hard to like, you know, because yeah. because he, he's a really nice bloke out the car. He's a really nice bloke in the car. And he's bloody quick as well. So, no, we don't like people like Will very much. So, no, Will, Will can stay here. He's welcome to his, his V8. I mean, you know, ultimately, what a guy, you know, to pitch up. And, you know, we spoke earlier or, or the commentators spoke earlier in the, in the weekend that, um, you know, only one other driver who's, uh, has come and, 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 and won a race. Yeah, but not in the way that Will, you know, approached the weekend. You know, he he was he was there thereabouts all weekend. He was P two on the grid to to Ben. Obviously, Ben did a, a hell of a job in qualifying. Oh, he was yeah. the he he was the, the the one who gambled the most, and, and it definitely paid off for him. But yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think if 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 Will could learn to get the thing off the off the line, it'd be seriously dangerous. Okay, many people listening in in Australia and New Zealand are very familiar with with supercars, right? But I, I think this is arguably now a situation where they are more aware of, of TCR and just how good it can be when we've got fields like this, quality of competition, as you've described. What is it about this code for you, and and just how hard has it been to win races this year? Yeah, uh, tremendously hard. You know, ultimately. The great thing about you know the TCR platform is ultimately the cars are pretty much the same and they all have their strengths, they all have their weaknesses. Now that can be qualifying, it can be wet, it can be dry, it can be you know long races, short short tracks, long tracks. You know, and you just hope that in the end of the year that sort of comes full circle and, and plays equally, let's say between between everyone. Um, but just the, the you know the talent we have on the grid, the the the, the drivers, you know the names as we've spoken about mm. all weekend. Um, you know, and and just to, you know, for, for for you know, I was speaking to Ben yesterday, and and he said, you know, if he has to finish racing tomorrow, he he can accept that because he's raced at Spa. Yep. You know, you know, for him to be able to go to Spa, that's like us coming to Bathurst. You know, right. so for us, we're, we're we're making huge ticks off our drivers, uh, you know, and teams list this weekend for sure. But uh, it, it, you know, it it's a tough championship you know it really is tough because there's so many things that are out of your hands as well you know we have our BOP but then you have the compensation weight that we have to think of and of course that's going to have shifted massively for this weekend as well mm-hmm. uh, Paul Ben's going to take 40 from qualifying even though he had a tragic weekend in the races which is going to seriously hurt him around there and you know we know that's effectively a weak spot for our car so we've worked really hard this year to make sure we've received as little weight from qualifying as possible we know the strength of our car is racing so if we've got a light car we can go racing and we know we can we can turn those results around like I did in Budapest 13th to, to second like Fred did from 19th to 5th or whatever it was this weekend you know we, we know we can do that purists would 
kind of appreciate um, all things race cars, those that are listening to the podcast here. They might only have 350 horsepower, but the racing's really intense. What would a what would a naysayer that might like muscle cars, what would you what would you say to that person about TCR and why it's been so enjoyable for you? I mean, I think obviously, you know, the European spec of touring car has been massively different to what any of you guys have really seen before in the in the past. You know, we used to race 1600 turbos and they were our top level, but we were banging 400, 450 horsepower from those. You know, ultimately, racing is racing. We saw there was a, there was a, a smaller race this weekend that I was watching. I mean, obviously, I don't get to watch our races because I'm in them, but I was watching a smaller race. There was only like 10 cars in it. It looked like a sort of a, quite a sort of slowish one-mate championship. But the race, like the ten- Hyundai Excels, I think it was. There you go. Yeah. Uh, that, that race yeah. before ours was just <laughs> insane. You know, you don't need fast, big, loud cars to 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 make a spectacle. You know, you mm-hmm. just need you know equality, but cars that can you know overtake um, drivers that. You know, normally we do have a lot of respect for each other. It seems it all went out the window last weekend, but um, you, know, you just want close, hard racing, and, and and ultimately that's what motorsport fans you know love. Of course, we all love a, a huge V8 jumping in that Ute uh, on on Thursday. For me, was literally a dream come true. You know, growing up seeing these things, always wanted to have a go in one, uh, and and obviously Borgie gave me the opportunity, so jumped in that. But ultimately, you know, we don't need thunderous, thunderous V8s. You know, our, our little front-wheel drive shopping cars are, are quite adequate. They're, damn, they're better than adequate. Right, a couple to finish here because you've been good with your time. Thank you. What is still on the to-do list in, in your career? I mean, we love the style of racer that you are. Clearly, you enjoy it young at heart, but there are some younger drivers coming through. Where, where are you at? Yeah, I mean, when I started this 20 years ago, I was the youngest driver in the championship. Now I'm the oldest. Um, but still seem to be doing pretty well at it. So, you know, I mean, the number one goal, obviously, is to, to win this thing this year. You know, I've been very lucky that I've been involved with four different types of car in the World Championship over 20 years, four, maybe five different spec of cars. Um, and this would be, what, my fifth year in the TCR. And uh, it, it's a huge... Uh, empty box that I need to tick to win this thing before I then think about what I do moving forward but you know ultimately uh, it's been a hell of a year I want to keep keep pushing just focusing on this year and uh, you know if we get to Macau in with a shout of winning this thing I'm pretty confident cool there was a little bit of chat about maybe BTCC would you go full yeah, circle I mean, and what's that rumour like yeah I mean I, I jumped in a car halfway through the season this year at Knock Hill um, I've just moved back to the UK so ultimately it was an opportunity to get my name back in the in the BTCC paddock obviously BTCC is huge. Uh, it's definitely something I'm looking at, you know, moving forward. 20 years of travelling around the world has uh, has taken its toll, probably. Um, but yeah, I mean, to be to, to to be able to race closer to home would obviously, you know, fit very well with my family and all the rest of it. So uh, let's see. But like I say, I want to get this thing done. I want to get this box ticked. And uh, yeah, if we uh, give me a call Monday after Macau and let's talk about <laughs> it again. Seems like you and Norbert Nicholas get on pretty well. I mean, you as you, you've talked about, it's only one point between. Between the pair of you going in on Sydney Harbour yesterday for a jet boat ride it was a lot of fun. Some good laughs there. Do you park all that for Bathurst from this point on? Does it get a bit stressier between you two, or is it is it pretty um, pretty easy going? No, I think life between me and Norby is pretty boring, if I'm honest, because <laughs> we we have been good mates for for what 15 years now since he arrived in the championship. And again, Will's like Nor- uh, Norby's like Will. He's just, it's just annoyingly nice and fast, <laughs> and and uh, uh, and always produces results. Uh, you know, I, I hope they say the same about me as well. But um, you know, ultimately, yeah, just made the best man win. You know, I think we're both in positions in our life where we want it more than anything. Uh, it would be like a complete full circle for both of us. So, uh, yeah, I mean, um, 
I'm pretty confident, but let's let's see what happens. Because at the end of the day, you know, two race two race weekends that I know are going to suit me and my car very well. Um, but racing is racing, and uh, and no one knows what's going to happen. Cool. To finish, are you going to go hard, or is this about playing for points this weekend at the mountain? Oh, no, we're going deep all the way. Yeah, sending it. Okay. Send it. Go well uh, for the rest of the year. You're in with a great shout of this, and it's been fantastic to have you back down under. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. Thank you. If you happen to catch any of the action on Nine or Stan, you'll know that the racing in Sydney was elbows out, as they say. In fact, that is probably not a good enough description of just how ferocious or savage it was. It was really enjoyable. There's TCR, a title decider in Trans Am, V8 touring cars that have lots of history at the mountain, the Kiwis taking on the Aussies in the touring car Masters. We're going to figure out which of the gun youngsters will win the Porsche Michelin Sprint Challenge and much more. We would love to see you in Bathurst. Just go to motorsporttickets.com if you'd like to come up and take it all in. Organisers of the Brazilian Grand Prix have been issued with a please explain after a track invasion. Max Verstappen chalked up win number 17 of the season, amazing, from Lando Norris. Photo finished for third with the Fonz, Fernando Alonso just edging out Sergio Perez. Tough day for the Aussies with a bit of chaos at the start involving Alex Albon and Kevin Magnussen. Daniel Ricciardo says he is lucky to be alive after some of that debris hit his Alfa Tori. He finished a lap down and Oscar Piastri two laps down in 14th after also suffering damage. Charles Leclerc must be wondering what he has to do for a change of luck going off on the warm-up lap with hydraulic issues. Well done to Ryan Blaney, who's won the NASCAR title with a second-place finish in the race at Phoenix, giving Penske its fourth Cup Series crown, and it's the first back-to-back win for the captain in NASCAR. Looked like Scott McLaughlin was there cheering his stablemate on too. Shane Van Gisbergen can add Aussie racing car wins to his diversely impressive CV. Is there nothing he can't drive or win in? He did that in the supports at a brilliant-looking six-hour event at Highlands in Cromwell on New Zealand's South Island. After an old-school Le Mans-style run to the cars at the start, Paul Pedersen... Ant Pedersen and Marco Giltrap took out the Enduro in a Mercedes-AMG. From Steve Brooks, Bill Riding and Andrew Waite in an Audi, Sam Fillmore and Johnny Reed completed the podium there. Keep an eye out for the trailer to Brawn, the impossible F1 story. That's with Keanu Reeves. Don't forget that. You will find it floating around on YouTube, only released in recent days. And you heard Rob Huff singing the praises of the youngsters there in the Excels at Sydney Motorsport Park with... Some memorable battles in those little Hyundais between James Lodge, Toby Waghorn, Will Longmore and others. Names to keep an eye on, right? Add to that a teenager called Alex Gardner who won the Radical Cup and has his sights on a future in sports car racing overseas. We wish them all well. That is it for this edition of The Brief. We're off to the mountain for the Bathurst International with a mandatory couple of stops on this road trip along the way to take in some motorsport history, including the Bathurst Museum. You'll be able to see that in the coverage. Catch you next week, everybody. Bye for now.